Welcome back to Let's Talk. PMA. PMA. <laughs> Look at Auntie. Each. Look at that. C-T-F-A-R. What does C-T-F-A-R stand for? All the stuff, I don't know. Clearly yet. You don't understand clearly yet. That's right. That's okay. We're learning. We're learning, right? Mm-hmm. We're learning today. We've started learning. That's what we're working on today. So teaching C-T-F-A-R to kids. So Mm -hmm. C-T-F-A-R, mom, what does that stand for? C-T-F-A-R is circumstance, thought, Mm -hmm. feeling, action, and result. (laughs) (laughs) We have to look at this one. So, so the C was Dad and Deborah left town to go to Dad's tournament, mm-hmm. right? And your thought was, do you remember what your thought was? I miss. It, your thought was that you're going to be sad that mm-hmm. <laughs> they left, right? So look over here instead of making faces at the camera. Let's talk about this. And so when you thought they were, you were going to be sad that they left, what were your feelings? Sad. Sad, right? And so what did you do? What do you do when you're sad? What happens to your, what happens to your body? What do you do? Cry. You cry and you mm-hmm. get upset. Mm-hmm. And then, so what else happens? So you just have a bad day, right? But we said, because those are your thoughts about dad and Deborah leaving, right? So what if instead of being sad and thinking, I can't, I can't wait till they come back. What if we said, I can't wait until they come back. I'm going to have such a great time while they're gone with grandma and mom. And it's my birthday when they get back. Exactly. So changing your thought instead of being them being sad, you change your thought to all the good things. Mm-hmm. And then, happy. Right. So that you're feeling it ends up being happy. Mm-hmm. And so then what happens to your body? What do, what do you do? Are you excited? Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and <laughs> you mm-hmm. have different feelings, right? And your result is that you have a better day mm-hmm. because you're thinking better thoughts. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we can change our thoughts in any way to make things better, mm-hmm. isn't it worth it? Mm-hmm. By just changing a thought, you changed your whole day. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? That's okay. So Auntie, when we're going over this and you talk to your teams about what's going on with them how do you do you ever ask them how they could change their thought to make it better actually I did that the other day tell us so the other day I had a conversation with one of my girls okay so 
we were running a suicide and it was timed. Okay. So she had to run this certain set paisley and she had to run it as fast as she could and she had a certain amount of time that she get had to get it done by and she didn't get it she kept being the last one and she wasn't making it and every single time she would start crying she would get super upset and she start crying and you could tell it just totally dropped her mind right she was just feeling super sad about it does that ever happen to you p yeah yeah, mm -hmm. no. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. No, so it doesn't happen to you oh, when you okay. get sad. Sometimes. 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 So, what I did, I'm I mean, sometimes it kind of depends on who I'm talking to or the situation. I'm like, is it the end of the world? You know, are you, um, are you going to let this be, make you so sad that it's going to make your time worse next time, right? like shouldn't you get angry shouldn't you get like not I guess not angry but no. shouldn't you get like shouldn't you want to do it more shouldn't you want to be like yeah okay yeah. next time like I know I didn't make it this time but next time I'm gonna make it because I don't like how I feel when I don't make it right because when I don't make it I'm sad but instead I can change my thought of instead of being sad I can be like motivated what does motivated mean, Paisley? Do you know what it means? Uh, but I wanted to tell you something. This okay, is. go ahead. Why? What? Do you know what motivated means? What? What does motivated mean, Andy? Motivated means wanting to achieve a goal. Like Want, wanting like to reach a goal. Wanting to put everything that oh, you got to achieve whatever you're working for i was going to say something um you just keep practicing to reach that all the time exactly you got to keep practicing and you can't get sad about it because what happens when you get sad does it get better does it get worse it's not going to fix it it's not going to fix it you're right it's absolutely not going to fix it and that's a lot of what i i talk with my girls about is that you get sad about it you're not gonna it's not gonna get any better mm -hmm. but if you get motivated by it right and you want to work for it and you want to practice for it it'll get easier mm -hmm. so paisley tell us if say you were playing hockey today in pe right mm -hmm. and what did you tell me do you remember the no, when I said, did you make a goal? No, I didn't make a goal. I tried to. You tried and to? And I kept trying. I didn't get it. I just keep trying. Yeah, that's Did you good. get sad about it? No. No, you just kept working for it? Yeah. What did, what did you think when you didn't make a goal? I probably would. Mm, I didn't really think about that. You just kept trying? Yeah, I just kept trying. That's good. That's good. So have you been playing hockey very long? No. No? That's like almost the first time, but it's not. I haven't played hockey in a little while from PE. Okay. And so did you know what to do the very first time you tried? No. I was like, what are we doing? You were like, what are we doing? Yeah. And so were you mad when you couldn't 
Did no. you know how to do it when you first started? I was like, better luck next time. Like, I could do it next time, but I didn't. And I just kept doing it until I could. Because practice makes perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a pro already. She's I know. Pro. We don't even, what are we teaching her for? She should be teaching us. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> She's got it. She's got it for sure. Yeah. I mean, teach, teaching the little ones when they're, you know, five, six years old is probably the perfect time to start um, working on their mental thoughts. You know, when they get upset about things and sometimes they don't even know why <laughs> they're upset. And so to be able to just kind of refocus them and say, you know, what's going on? What's making you upset? So to work with, to start off with our little ones, just ask them questions, you know, just asking them what's making them upset and why, and see where their thoughts are taking them. Because so often, especially, you know, like with Paisley, she's so easy to switch that mindset. We can really easily say, hey, you know, what if we just think this way? Um, instead, how would that make you feel? And once she realizes that, oh my gosh, if I just switched my thought a little bit, then um, this was she, she understands that she feels better, right? And so just working with them and just understanding, we have to understand ourselves as adults, we don't work with it very much, but just teaching them once we can understand and once we can recognize what our thoughts are creating and then helping our little ones to do it, they're going to be so much better off in the long run. And it's so fun to think that she's going to grow up already knowing this and how much further along she's going to be, especially when she gets to those teenage years. Yeah. So, and I think it helps that honestly, all of us, um, Paisley has a really lucky, lucky support system. And we've worked on her thoughts and her emotions her whole life. We've always been very, very aware. And she's always been very aware of what she's feeling. Just, you know, I remember when she was like two or three and she was like, I'm feeling sad. It's like, whoa, you like, you know, just to be able to recognize that makes me feel sad. Um, and not a lot of kids are like that. And so I think she's been very lucky to be able to grow up being shown how to work through those thoughts understanding those feelings and how to switch from that sadness to you know changing that change your thoughts change change your actions it changes your results uh -huh. absolutely and not having to take everything not that she doesn't have bad days because we all do and certain things happen that we don't understand but to sh to share with her and to help her understand that okay just a minute that um you know things happen and it's okay if they don't turn out the way that we think that they should well and then it's it's also like what we we kind of talked about this this morning um you know because I'm going to be starting to work with some high schoolers and um talk we you were kind of talking about making sure you know okay I was feeling scared I was feeling anxious and you were like where Okay, ask where, where were you feeling scared? Were you feeling scared in your head? Feeling scared in your chest, your stomach? You're feeling anxious. Like, where are you feeling that scaredness? And I think that works for, for like kids too. And I think that's a really good way. So Paisley, I have a question mm -hmm. for you, okay? So this morning when daddy and Deborah 
were gone. You were feeling sad, right? Yeah? yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where did you feel sad? Did you feel sad in your head? Everywhere. Everywhere? Your whole body felt sad? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is your whole body. So what did you do to feel better, P? Um, Remember what you did? Played the iPad. <laughs> you played the iPad. Did you snuggle with grandma first? Did you talk with grandma first? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we kind of talked it out, didn't we? You know I made everything better? Cereal. <laughs> Sometimes it's as easy as that. <laughs> Cereal and a little snuggle. That makes it all better. Yeah, a little <laughs> iPad. A little iPad. A little iPad. Just a distraction. <laughs> That's called a buffer. <laughs> but I mean, you guys did talk about it. And I think that's like the most important part about it is that you guys had that conversation, um, uh, you know, about CTFAR. You know, we talked about all of that. And I think that works with everybody. You okay? I was feeling anxious. I was feeling anxious in my stomach. When I feel anxious, it's either in my chest or in my stomach. And it just kind of like radiates and it like is overwhelming. It's like overstimulation kind of things. And I think if you can understand where I was feeling it, then I can realize, okay, is it more of a scared or is it more of an anxious? Is it more of a, a, a fear? or so, you know, whatever, whatever you may be feeling. So like when I feel happy, I feel happy in my chest and I feel happy in my head, but I can also feel anxious in my chest. So different feelings can be in this located in the same places, but if you kind of get a routine and you kind of like see every time I'm anxious, I feel it here. Right, but then you also have to understand, okay, why am I feeling it here? Yeah. What, what thoughts are making that happen? And so, you know, it's a feeling, it could be, it could be that feeling or it could be a thought, you know, that you'll, you'll understand first. So that feeling is, I feel anxious. Where's that feeling at? It's in my body, but what's making me feel that way. Yeah. And it's stopping for that second to understand there is a thought there that's creating that. And we don't always recognize that there is a thought because our minds are always going, but if we can stop for a second and feel it, okay, I'm feeling it in my chest and feel it and feel it and just, and understand it and think, okay, what, what was I doing before that started? What was happening? What was happening in my mind that made, that made me feel this way. And sometimes we can nail it down and sometimes we can't, but to try to just stop and recognize it because something happened in that moment, it could be a past thought. It could be something that triggered it, but yeah. you don't get it until you stop for that split second and just recognize. Yeah, yeah like something that might have happened before mm -hmm. and that made you feel the same exact way. And I think if you find that like routine, I don't know if that's necessarily routine, but like the, the commonalities. Every time I'm feeling like I felt this feeling before, whatever this feeling is, I'm feeling it in the exact same way as I did 
you know, two weeks ago when this happened. Okay, maybe that's a trigger. Maybe there's a common trigger there. And then you can start to break it down. Why are these things making me feel this way? What can I do to change that? How can I get rid of this feeling? How can I adjust? How can I break it down? And how can I break down the thoughts that come with it? When I think about, you know, when you were going through all of your anxiety stuff and, you know, all the conversations we had, you know, when say I was going to take you to a friend's house and I watched you, I watched your body, I watched your face and, you know, we would sit there and I would say, Allie, what are you, what are you thinking that's making, that's causing this? And a lot of times you didn't know. But if we broke it down and we sat for it long enough, I'm like, hey, just feel it. What, what are you feeling? When you think about going to your friend's house, what is that common feeling? Like, where is that coming from? And it was that being scared of being away. It was that scared of, you know, going somewhere that you were unfamiliar. It was just, it was a loss for you. And so, you know, but we had to really sit and we had, you didn't know, you didn't know what thoughts were creating that for a very, very long time. And I don't know, maybe you have that happen now still, but, um, and sometimes it's just your surroundings. Sometimes it's just something that triggers it from just a common scent or a common, you know, element in the, wherever you're at that triggers that wherever that feeling started. Yeah. And so recognizing that I'm going, it's okay. You know, I am safe. I am okay. And knowing that you don't have to be scared. You yeah. don't have to have that fear. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I don't have it very often anymore, but I definitely do. I definitely do have those like anxious feelings and it feels exactly like it did, you know, 10 plus years ago. Um, I actually had it happen to me yesterday. No idea what it was. Don't know why it happened. I think truly it was kind of an overstimulation. And I was like on the verge of a panic attack. No reason, nothing really to trigger it. Just, I was just overwhelmed apparently. And um, I was okay. You know, I didn't end up having a full blown panic attack or anything. Um, but I had that feeling. I had this feeling of just like uncomfortable, overstimulation, overwhelmed, didn't know what to do. Nothing was necessarily making me feel better. Um, but I was just like, you're okay. You're fine. Okay. I'm going to do these little things. Okay. I need to do this. This is going to make me feel a little bit better. Then I'm going to do this. This is going to make me feel a little bit better. And I, I think I have a little bit, a little, a little bit of OCD too. So sometimes, so like this happened to me when I was in the shower I was about to, so I was about to start washing my hair and I have a routine of how I take my shower. I wash my hair, I condition my hair. And then while my, the conditioner is my hair, I wash my face, I wash my body, I do whatever else I need to do. I was feeling very overwhelmed to the point where I was like, I need, I had makeup on my face and I was like, I need to get this makeup off. I need to get it off. But I was like, okay, calm down. You're okay. We need to wash our hair first. We need to put the conditioner in first. 
and then we can wash our face. But it was just kind of this overwhelming, overstimulated feeling. And I don't know why it happened. I have no idea why it happened, but sometimes it does happen. And I think it's okay. Sometimes your body just needs to release that energy, that negative energy of whatever it is, just to get it out. Just let it, you know, just to let it happen. And um, I mean, you know, I came out of it just fine. I came out and I said, I talked to my boyfriend, I said, I have no idea what just happened, but that was so much, you know, and I didn't know what to do. I was, and he said, maybe you were just overstimulated. Cause I didn't think it was really overstimulation at that point, but he was like, maybe you were just overstimulated at that moment. And I'm like, that can happen. That absolutely 100% can happen. And so I think just honestly knowing yourself and reassuring yourself I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. Yeah, this is really uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on right now, but I know I'm going to be okay, regardless of the situation. Well, and you say that, and I think back, you know, to all the things that you were doing at that time. And I mean, you were, you were in choir, you were in sports, you were, you know, doing all these things you were learning, you know, you were in third grade. And so you were learning all this stuff new friends. It was new class. It was new so much. And so I can completely see where you know, that overstimulation and we just kept pushing. We just kept saying, go, go, go. You're fine. Keep going, keep going. And I think as parents, we just think our kids are fearless and we think our kids can do anything we, we tell them to do. And don't take that into consideration that not all kids are built to be able to just keep taking things on just to take them on. And so I think that's a very good lesson for all parents. I mean, I've had several parents since then say, you know, what did you do for Allie to help her through it? We don't know why it started. And so you saying that now I'm like, gosh, well, what, what are all the things your kids are doing? What are all the new introductions that you're giving them at this young age? that you're pushing them to do or, or not do, you know, what's going on in their life that is overstimulating them to the point where they're kind of, their bodies are breaking down because their minds are going so much all the yeah. time. Yeah. And I, I think keeping, keeping a routine too, like let, if your kid's feeling extra anxious or extra overstimulated, whatever it is, I think putting them back into their typical routine. Like for me, when this happened to me yesterday, I needed my routine. Okay. I was like, this is, you know, I'm taking a shower right now. I'm going to do it the way that I always do it because I knew that if I did it in the way that I was wanting to, which was not my typical routine, I knew it was going to make me feel even more overstimulated. So I think sometimes just having that, okay, Let's get back into what we're typically doing before we added the sports, before we added the clubs, before we added this and that and this and that. Okay, let's have the typical day, whatever your day looked like. Get them, give them even just one day. One day of just, this is how everything used to be. We're going to just do this routine for the day. And honestly, I think it makes a huge difference a huge difference just to like calm their mind because they don't it's not like the unknowns there's no more unknowns when they have that routine and routines are so incredibly important for kids yeah kids thrive off of routines and we learned that with paisley right we learned that a lot with paisley is that whenever she was off of her routine 
things went haywire. She was all over the place and she didn't know how to handle everything because she didn't know how it was going to go. So as soon as the routine was put in place and expectations were put in place and she got used to it, we had to keep it the same no matter what how she was at. Right. Yeah. Kids, kids thrive on routines, especially at a young age. And, you know, and then just, you know, taking that time to listen to them. Like we've said before, they're, they're little humans, you know, they're little adults. They just haven't learned all of it yet. And we expect so much out of them to know, and they don't, they have no idea, no idea what's going on. So it's our job as parents, as aunts, as uncles, as, you know, whoever's in their life to be able to stop and say, do you understand what's happening? Do you understand you know, what you're feeling, why, you know, and if they don't, then talk through it with them. And it's okay to talk through it with them. We can't anymore just brush it aside because we're creating so much chaos within their mind because they haven't been taught. They haven't been talked to. And, um, we need to, we need to start talking to our kids and, you know, helping them to understand situations that are out of their control and help them deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. Working with your kids from a really young age, honestly, is going to help them for the better. If they know how to think about their thoughts and their feelings early on, it's going to make their life go by a lot smoother. And it's going to help them to just like understand. And I think that helps with relationships with others and with themselves. Um, So really just take time to ask your kids those questions. What are you feeling? Why are you feeling it? Where are you feeling it? And then just start to work on it with them. And it, and it really is just having those conversations. Like we've talked before, they hear everything. They listen to everything. And they're a lot smarter than you think they are. So just take time to listen to them and help them learn early on to make their life a little bit easier. Thank you all for watching. We really appreciate you guys joining us again. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And go and check out our Instagram, our Facebook, YouTube shorts. We've got some shorts on there. Um, And our website. Go get your workbooks. Go get your workbooks on our website on there. Um, They're waiting for you. (laughs) So thank you, everybody, for watching. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.